Welcome to this Friday episode of Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. Well, the ritual, it has definitely begun. We are ready and willing and trying to appease the old <laughs> gods. <laughs> One minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hey, and I'm Molly Balin of littleredmark.com, and we welcome back for one final time a man who got A-plus in a class taught by Wolverine and is followed by the childlike empress on Twitter, Thomas Howith of X-Minutes Podcast and the NeverEnding Minute. Hi, ladies. How are you doing tonight? So, so Today, well. whatever time it happens to be. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you're at, I guess, man. Yeah. Like... <laughs> where are you at? Where is your, your uh, location? Maryland. I'm Maryland. Just, just south of Baltimore. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, let's see, when we're recording for me, it's about just around 5.30 p.m. So yeah, it's just getting into evening. evening now, Heidi, time. you're in L.A.? I'm in Oakland, California. Okay. I grew up in Bakersfield. Oh, no. cool. I've uh, vacationed in Bakersfield last year. <laughs> Not many people choose to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really, really fun. We did a lot of... Uh, diner eating and thrifting and antiquing and, and relaxing. So awesome. Yeah. It was really fun and quiet because not many people are vacationing in Bakersfield. So mm, this is yeah. true. <laughs> and yes. And Molly is in Portland, Portland, Oregon, Oregon. Yep. <laughs> yes. It's very much that way. <laughs> no, Just legit. Like finishing yeah. out the final season of Portlandia. Oh my gosh. Yes. So now that we all know where we are, so, geographically uh, speaking, where are we in this minute? So the when, so today's episode, we are covering minute 75 of the movie, The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, Dana and Marty get an insincere apology and are pursued by the control room security kill squad. Totally. Yeah. So this is the... The the in indoors security guys, and uh, they are chasing after them with, and I do not know guns very well, but according to the imfdb.org wiki cabin in the woods, it's an SG-552 commando. Sounds like an impressive weapon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Who names these? I mean, they're, you know, what did we have last time? Uh, it was a Beretta, and then it had a really, like a storm, Beretta storm, right? Yes, and then this Beretta is like Commando. Yes, yes. We all feel big and strong with our guns. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of feeling big and strong, did you guys notice, and it's even more noticeable if you play it without the sound, but the first 10 seconds of this minute they move like ballet dancers mm -hmm. their movements are all in sync and the way they're stepping it looks like they're doing some graceful duet um the the duo yes yes, yes the duo, the duo. They, like step in sync yeah. and he hands her the knife and then they do these couple of steps backwards that look like they're actually dancing yeah mm -hmm. yeah they do yeah it's very in sync yeah and they're kind of 
hunched down a little bit. They've got that, you know, where they tell you martial arts to kind of like sink your center gravity down a little bit. And they're kind of like, right. you know, <laughs> I did recently guest on minute. Impossible. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, Thomas. You're right, especially when the sound's off. You can really focus in on their, yeah, kind of matching each other in their movements. And it's, like you said, it's, yeah, sort of graceful and and very uh, pointed. Like, okay, we're yeah. ready. We're on the lookout. What I noticed is as they're moving around, something's behind them, like a couple of pallets of like boxes or something. And I was kind of thinking that maybe those are like uh Purina monster chow in bulk on those pallets back there. Oh, maybe. Wow. <laughs> you got to feed the creatures, right? We were talking about that. Like some of these creatures probably need to get fed. Maybe the blob, you know, maybe just throw some, some blob chow and, and he kind of absorbs it or, um, <laughs> So that was, yeah, that was, what does a blob does eat? A blob eat? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, something I was kind of noticing back there. And I was imagining that, uh, that, uh, that was maybe where they were supplying some of the food that they were going to feed the monsters. Now, yeah. we talked about on Wednesday that I made a note about the, the monsters being, or the humans being the scariest monsters they've yeah. seen. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really heavy handedly tied in in this minute. If you watch the visual as she's giving her speech, um, she talks about an army of nightmare creatures. But on the screen, what you see is the army of humans closing in on them from both sides. Right. Mm. And then and we're getting that from a point of view of the the control room. And so they're like the overseeing. Yeah, really good point, Thomas. I, I love that you put that yeah. all together. Yeah. They are an army of nightmare creatures. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The humans are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the movement humans in that shot. Is, humans do suck. <laughs> yeah, they really do. I mean, we're just fucking up the environment and yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, they're... Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I like how you put that all together. And um, yeah, I definitely would not want to be Dana and uh, Marty in this in this minute. You know, they really they look so bewildered. Like when you see them come around the corner and Marty is like his eyes are as wide as as any stoner's eyes could be, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to take this all in. I like how he lets her go first with the, with yeah. the, with the blade. With the knife, yeah. The trowel, the trowel, yeah. The trowel, yeah. yeah. And then he slowly follows with the, knife, the gun. Uh-huh, yeah. I do love that shot you were talking about with the uh, the army, quote unquote, converging. And it's just such a the movement choreography. And that is really wonderful where you've got these two groups of like commandos coming in centrally. And you've got the monitor of, you know, our kind of ballet-ish block steppers in the center. And then, you know, in, in the shot of both Hadley and Sitterson behind and just like the camera, you know, going from left to right. And I love that it's behind that you don't see their faces. It has that real, real control room aspect of it that they're observing this whole scene and you don't get to, you don't get to have their emotion on it. It's just very like, it's cold and distant. And, you know, obviously we, 
we get the director's commentary that's coming over top. It's really, it's a couple of seconds is really, really well done. Definitely. So we do get to see the little sign to engineering here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> engineering is this way. I love that little detail. Really makes it feel real. Like, that's so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. But yes. well placed. Yeah. And so the director is, yeah. So she's finishing up from where she, she um, had started in the previous minute where, let's see, she was saying, oh yeah, I can only imagine your pain and confusion, but no. And so know this, (laughs) Uh, what's happening to you is part of something bigger, something older than anything known. You've seen horrible things, an army of nightmare creatures, but they are nothing compared to what came before, what lies below. It's our task to placate the ancient ones as it's your, your to be offered to them. Forgive us and let us get it over with. I love that. Forgive us and let us get it over with. (laughs) Now, this almost makes me wonder if I've I've messed you guys up this whole time. Should we have said the ancient ones instead no, of the well, old gods? Oh, well, they're called gods. the old gods, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No mess ups. Yeah. yeah. It's interchangeable. Yes. Good, good. So all the progress they made into the hallway is quickly, quickly <laughs> reneged right. on as they run back. <laughs> yeah, they run back to in between, really, this is the, like when you're at the hotel and there's that, the lobby, and then you're like, now where are the elevators? <laughs> like. <laughs> the concierge. <laughs> yeah, the concierge and the elevators. But yeah, it's like some, it's like a little uh, room here, sort of of uh almost looks like cement walls kind of around it and they run into that room looks like the the they have um made this room the glass in this room shatterproof or gunproof at least bulletproof if you will <laughs> gunproof <laughs> sometimes the brain goes not as fast as the mouth does so yeah. Yeah. They run into this room that looks like, um, well, we'll find out. It's like kind of the lower control room. Like this is the one that's it's also got like a computer monitor and a bunch of switches. And there's just like typical stuff in there. Like uh, um, there's a large uh, thermos. So jacket whoever was in the door. Yeah. Jacket hanging up on the door. Some, some dart, some uh, dart boards, some <laughs> cork boards, a, uh, a flashlight. It looks pretty lived in, but yeah, whoever don't was the, there. The important manila folders. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was little Tony Shalhoub. Maybe that was his oh, post and he left to go. Yeah. You're probably right. Little Tony Shalhoub was. This is probably his post and he abandoned it. And now it has, for the moment, their little safe haven. He's not going to need that jacket anymore. So, (laughs) no. (laughs) No, he's not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So how do you guys feel about having a random system purge? (laughs) 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 
<laughs> Why does Tony Shalhoub have a system purge at his desk? <laughs> Did it so easily accidentally be hit? Yeah, I mean, it really... It sh yeah, like Brian, when Brian and I were watching this together, he was like, why is there not some sort of protective cage or plastic covering over this thing? Because all you'd have to do is knock that thermos down and it would hit that huge button that says system purge. Mm -hmm. When would you ever want to purge this system? <laughs> <laughs> There's no possible reason that you would ever want to. And if you did, you'd never do it from this room. <laughs> no, yeah. right. Right. Yeah, literally right next to where they're exiting. Exit stage left. So, yeah, it, yeah. it makes no sense. And that's kind of one of those things that they uh, that has been pointed out by fans of the movie that it's sort of like you just say, oh, this is one of those tropes that there's a one yeah. big thing that's going to change everything. And so that's what this is. I do like to know, note that uh, this room is apparently facing north because east and west Elevator banks are on the appropriate sides for a north-facing mm. room. <laughs> I don't know how important that is, but... <laughs> nice detail. It was important enough to put a sign up there that said Eastern or East Elevator Bank. Yeah, this is... Um, yeah, you know, we've got you for really interesting minutes, but this one, I got to say, it's like just right on the precipice of... So I'll tell yeah. you my, my biggest thought when I was watching this minute for the first time, I hadn't mm -hmm. rewatched the movie yet. And I was just looking at the minutes you sent me. And as this minute's counting down, I'm like, push it, push it before it goes, push it. Come on, push the button. Ah. I, was like, no. I was like, is she going to get it? Is she going to get it? No. no. Yeah. What we get is her like taking it in, like she's looking at those and then she's looking at monitors so we get a few more creatures in the monitors so you could you, what you get is the wheels spinning you get her yeah. we see fornicus again we see a guy that looks like he has almost like i don't know the guy next to fornicus to his left anybody have any thoughts on that i really couldn't and even looking at the you know, some of the the uh, wikis and the lists, nobody really had what I thought was a compelling. This is the one underneath the um, twins. Let me see. He's next to Fornicus, so he's on the right hand. Yeah, I think it's the one okay. underneath the twins. Oh, he's he's right under where it says East Elevator Bank. He's next. Okay, so he he was next to to Fornicus, and then Fornicus switches, and it's the twins. So he's next to the twins. Oh, the one that looks kind of like a yeah. spider's head. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's right next to where it says five. <laughs> I have no idea who like... he is. I don't know, like a Howard the Duck, Darth Vader kind of thing. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, or like uh, a mutated yeah. Sleestacks. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, or it could be the, <laughs> the oh my gosh, the Koopas from Mar Super Mario uh. Brothers movie. Yeah, I like that. Like an S&M version. <laughs> right. 
When Coopers go bad. (laughs) When Coopers go bad. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, and then some of the other ones, it's kind of hard to see because they're just like little glimpses of like somebody's arm. Yeah, I think at a certain point we get somebody in orange and those those guys in orange kind of look like they're maybe like Arkham Asylum type, you know, escapees or something Mm. like that. Something in that realm. Um, I remember I took notes, so I must have been able to see it when it was slowed down. We get the, the doctors a little bit and a touch of the old classic horror creatures the Ku Klux Klan (laughs) (laughs) there are some people that find that terrifying oh yeah of course I yeah I'm not I'm not making light of the Ku Klux Klan they're very horrifying (laughs) believe me um I bet they're like an old holdover though from from back in like the 60s or something when they were more relevant and now they just don't know what to do with them, so they just leave them in their yeah. little cage. Yeah, all sorts of little creepy details in here. So yeah, and then as you as you mentioned, Thomas, she's just looking, but she doesn't do it yet. <laughs> <laughs> They've locked the door behind them. The guards are trying to shoot through the glass, and Dana sees. I got major purge blue balled. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my man bulge. My bulges. Right on the brink. Oh man. And there is the next name <laughs> of the episode. Oh my god. Yeah. So um yeah, and um I don't want to say who it's gonna be, but yeah, you may you may know the next person who actually gets to see that. I think that I know purge. because he mentioned it <laughs> to me in an email. No. So we won't let the audience know. Well, the listeners, it'll be a surprise. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, well, is there anything else about this this minute or anything related to the, the movie or when you saw it, and, you know, first? I know you're a fan of this film. Like, any other parting thoughts? I can remember not being onto this movie right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, when I first heard of it, I was like, oh, great. Another stupid horror movie that's, you know, going to fall all the same tropes. And I didn't know that it was supposed to have this twist to it or whatever. So for the while, for a long time, I didn't see it because of that. I was like kind of bored on, on basic horror movies. Sure. I like something a little more in depth. And then I imagine it was an insomnia night or something, and I ended up watching it and completely fell in love with it. I've always loved Josh we- Joss Whedon, and Buffy was a huge staple of mine growing up, and pretty much anything he's done I've tried to keep up with. And then I think that's what finally turned me on to, maybe I need to watch this. And I was totally surprised when it did. Oh, awesome. It's always great when you can watch this one as a surprise. Mm-hmm. Just off the top of your head, what are some of your other like favorites, ones that you do really enjoy, uh, scary movies? Oh, scary movies. Oh, man, you're going to take me back. I had <laughs> written up, when you talked about the horror handshake oh, yeah. five, I had written. I wrote them down and now I don't know where <laughs> That's okay. Them. We don't have to do <laughs> that right now. They were, they were they were good though, but um some of my top horror movies uh 
Chucky's in mm. there. And I'll tell you why, because mm. I when it came out, I was babysitting my nephews and they were maybe three and five and they had gone to bed and they had bunk beds in the room. I was going to sleep on the top bunk bed when I went to bed and I ended up watching Chucky. It wasn't terribly scary, but it was entertaining enough. And I went in and I went to bed. I sat down and they have the they had this shelf that went all the way around the, the top of their room. And on the shelf were every kind of stuffed animal or doll you could imagine. Oh, man. <laughs> so the whole night, I'm imagining these things are moving <laughs> and coming. It was one of the worst nights of my life. So so Chucky's definitely up there oh, just for the memory's yeah. sake. Yeah. Um, I've always loved Scream mm. for the way it twisted stuff on, mm. on its head and made horror kind of yeah. funny. For some reason, that movie makes me laugh mm-hmm. every time I watch it. My parents are gonna kill me. <laughs> oh, big Matthew Lillard fan. Um, yeah. yeah, those are some of the another big Scoob ones. for us. <laughs> oh, and lastly, <laughs> you know, lastly, I would have to say the thing. The thing probably has the strongest memory for me as a child. I was being babysat when oh, I was young, gosh. and I was supposed to be asleep on the couch and i was not i was watching the movie underneath my arm and it totally terrified me i ended up jumping at one point and that's when i was caught (laughs) like uh, you're not sleeping and then so my babysitter forced me to stand with my arms out and my knees bent and watch the rest of the movie oh weird (laughs) wow it was kind of a a torturous kind of memory for interesting So yeah, there's there's three top three horror movies for Thomas. Those are great ones. So yeah, and then um, Molly, was there anything else about this minute you wanted to to add on? No, but I did have a question for Thomas about uh, if you have a a favorite monster from from uh, Cabin in the Woods. Hmm. I think I (laughs) and I only realized this recently, but now that I know it, I'll never unsee it. I love the per- flying purple people. Eater. <laughs> <laughs> right as soon as the elevator's open, there's a flying purple people eater, and that—that's just too perfect for me. Oh my awesome. god, that's great! Very good, answer. good answer. So yeah, so since it's Friday, we've got our recommendations, and I'm actually going to defer to Thomas because I just. My brain is empty. I couldn't think of any. And he said he had a couple. So why don't you go ahead and share your recommendations? Sure. So I do a lot of binging. And this was one I don't even know how I came across it. I was just kind of cruising through Netflix, flipping pages. And I saw this show called Atypical. I was like, that looks fun and interesting. Let's see what it's all about. So I started it and I binged it all in one night. Oh, wow. I could not, I could not stop. So it's a show about a boy who has autism and he's 18. He's high functioning and he's got a family with a sister and a mom and a dad. And it's about him moving into relationships and Mm. starting to date and how, you know, he's at the age where of course he wants to have sex and he's, he's so honest and so blunt with everybody about what he's feeling and what he's saying that nobody quite knows how how to take it and it's all about his story in in coming to grips with 
dating as, as somebody who, who's on the spectrum and interacting with neurotypicals. And it was fantastic. I could not stop watching it. So that's, that's my number mm. one recommendation right there. Awesome. I definitely want to check it out. And I've, I've, I've asked friends of mine who have children who are autistic, if that's how it is, like if any of them have or seen it to tell me if that's mm-hmm. how it actually is. I haven't gotten any feedback yet, but it was, it was really fantastic. Hmm. Cool. Excellent. Um, and then you have a second one. Sure. Yeah. So last year I went to Baltimore mm-hmm. Comic Con with my daughter and it was fantastic. She had such a great time mm-hmm. and I'm not a huge comic reader, but I like coming across new stuff, like something like an artist sitting right there who's, who's saying, Hey, check out this comic that I made. And there was one that got handed to me that I ended up buying called Voracious. And it was the first issue and it came out for Baltimore Comic Con. And it's about this guy who's, whose uncle dies and he gets left his, his house. He goes to the house, he finds a time machine. He goes back in time to dinosaur times, ends up trying in, in trying to stay alive. He ends up killing a dinosaur and taking part of it back with him to the present. Finds out he's, he's a really good cook. He was a chef and he was like, he's struggling in his life or what am I going to do with my life? Well, he's got this meat. <laughs> he, it got hit, got hit with some fire when it was, uh, when he was killing it and he finds out it's good. So he opens a restaurant and he serves dinosaur meat there and he keeps making trips back to get more <laughs> dinosaur meat. <laughs> so it's, it's called Voracious. It was written by a guy named uh, Marcus on Nasso. And then the art and lettering was done by Jason Murr and the color art was Andre Tabakaru. I may be butchering that. But it was it was quite fantastic and, and easy read and really fun. That sounds great. Nice. And I love yeah, I'm like kind of a haven't gone to a Comic Con, but I've definitely been a comic fan and and yeah, just like um going to see or going to a craft fair or something where you just sort of walk around and, and get to meet the people and just sort of discover their what they do right there at the table is always really, really fun and really cool. Sweet. Nice. nice. And your daughter looked so adorable and her little Comic-Con costume. Oh, she had so much fun. She dressed as Ray for those that don't know. And if you look at my Instagram at the Wiki Lives, you can see she dressed as Ray and she met so many. She was so fascinated that she could meet all these people she's seen on screen. She would take pictures with every girl that was dressed up, but all the guys she just pointed and said, wow. And then I'd ask if she wanted to take a picture and she'd be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then like she, she wasn't scared at all. She was she battled a, a Sith Lord with her lightsaber. It was fantastic. Ah, nice. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Super adorable. Oh my God. Cool. And Molly, do you have a recommendation? Well, you know, I think we're uh I'm just gonna leave it with Thomas this time oh, out. Cool. 
Thomas, okay. yours were so good, they just knocked ours out, right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me. This has been fantastic. It was well worth the wait. Oh, good. Oh, yay. yay. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. It's been wonderful. And uh, yeah, and for one final round, why don't you let us all know where we can connect up with you, and we'll also make sure to share those links that you share uh, you know, on our show notes so it's easy for people to click through. Sure thing. So I'll give you our two websites this time for for my podcast. We've got Never Any Minute where we did Never Any Story. Um, we finished the first movie, but we do have a great interview coming up. It's kind of a small surprise. So keep if you want to tune in for that, where we have a great interview coming, you can check that out at growlermedia.com slash minute. And then for our other website for X Minutes, it's X Minutes Podcast at or, oh, I almost gave the email address. <laughs> it's xminutespodcast.com for, for the web address for that that show. Awesome. So kind of like the movies by minutes. You've got to remember all the S's. In there. Right. X minutes because it's multiple minutes. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, yeah, it was so, so fantastic to have you on. And uh, y'all know by now you can find us at Cabin Minute Cast. Dot com. And thank you again, Thomas. It was such a delight to meet you over the interwebs and to podcast with you. It's, it's always good to have somebody who loves the movie as well. So all all the way around, thank you so much for Definitely. coming on the show. Molly, it was and, great to uh, meet you and <laughs> Heidi. Hope to see both of you hopefully in yeah. Denver. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 So, and thank you guys, listeners, for showing up on this Friday, and we will see you back at the cabin. 